you are here on purpose with a purpose by design and not by default and it is your time right now to share your story on right now hey everybody welcome back to right now this is an author's platform so guess what we have authors here and Thank so you. continuing in this amazing series women of the power voice i have another powerhouse with me today are you ready andy i am here <laughs> power voice woman thank you thank wow. you thank you for being here tell us who are you i am born nakia anderson born in columbus georgia 100 miles out from atlanta moved to atlanta when i was nine years old and graduated from southwest cab high school looking for a job i lucked up and found my 29 year career in dental um the dental field dental health care and i've had some challenges throughout my life Later in life, God has helped me to reinvent myself. And that's why you hear my friend call me Andy. Andy is a name that I chose because I had finally broken the spell of being hurt or quiet about my oppressor. That was my father's name. That was his nickname in basketball and sports. And because at age 14, God helped me to understand compassion and forgiveness. I forgave my father and my mother for my childhood events, tragedies. And I heard God tell me, Andy, I started liking the name Andy. And I felt like every time the word or the name is called, it gives me strength. And it also shows those that hurt me that I still love you more than you know. So that's who I am. I am a child of God. I am a believer. And he has taught me a lot. And now co-author, bestseller, business owner, impact speaker, <laughs> so, uh, serial preneur. I have a lot of things going on. I've stepped out on faith June of last year which was very hard during the pandemic. It kind of made it easy, but it was very hard because I stepped out with not without having a stable financial security. I started working at temp service and wind up re-injuring my back, which I'm still going through a long ongoing lawsuit, which does not allow me to get another job because I could re-injure myself and mess up my case. So I just tell people, be careful who you ask for, because when you are a believer and you're talking to God, he will test you. I asked to walk out on faith and believe and trust that he would do all for me. And he has. And because I have let him lead, I am here today. That's wow. yes. As you let him lead, yes. you are here today. Yes. That is a mouthful of power <laughs> right there. And wisdom. Did you all hear that? Because she didn't insist on being in the driver's seat. She let him, that means God, I'm pointing up. If you're listening, you can't see me pointing up, that God would lead. Something else that you said, Andy, and that was about your name. So Andy 
was your father's or is your father's name. Yes. That's and, his, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's his nickname. Yes. Nickname. So you turned a name that would have yes. been something that would have been continuing to be a reminder of being a victim. Mm -hmm. You turned it into a name that represents victory. Yes. That is huge, huge how you, t you know, I mean, I know you were led by God to do that, but yes. how we can, by how we look at something, mm -hmm. how we choose to see something, mm -hmm. that it can represent different different things to us, something that could have represented and who would have ever blamed you, mm -hmm. who could have represented victim being victimized, uh, abuse, fear, terror, all of those different kind of uh, anger, mm -hmm. resentment. You said you broke the spell mm -hmm. and went with the name Andy mm -hmm. to show victory and love. Yes, that is true. Tell us just a little bit about that before we go further, because coming from the situation that you were in, obviously there was some abuse and some things that happened there that were pretty dark. But <clears throat> how did that all happen that all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to go by Andy and this, this is my victory. This is my, this is something that's being turned from lemons into lemonade. How did that happen? Well, it was God led. Like I said, 14, when the incident happened, my father apologized. Um, of course, I was broken because as a young girl or girls period in the world, no matter race, gender, um, you have fathers. Your father is your first hero. And for a girl, that's the first man you ever learn how to love. So when the events happened, I used to blame myself because I didn't understand if it was something that I did or caused or provoked. Um, being the victim in that, I also was a witness to one of my cousins that needed my protection. And I had to step up and do what I needed to do to say, you know what, it's not gonna happen on my watch. I always say people tell me I talk too much and I do because God gave me a voice. The last and final incident, I screamed out for my baby brother who was eight at the time to help me because I was being restrained. I couldn't defend myself. So my voice is what I say saved my life from a traumatic or more traumatic event. I've never been physically touched, but I tell people if you're not aware of what molestation means, it doesn't always mean having to go through the act. It's an act and an attempt. It's things that can be said. It's the way someone looks at you or touches you. Mm -hmm. So Learning compassion early because when he apologized and I said I forgave him, God gave me wisdom young. You can't hold on to this. You can't go around making him look bad. Um, your mom is in the church. What are people going to say about your her still being with your dad? So for years, I walked around forgiving, but let something happen. Let someone say something that got under my skin, I would go from zero to a thousand real quick. Sure. 
and I couldn't understand. And even now it still happens. I have not had proper recovery. I do it all through God and it's helpful, but he places people in your life with experience. <laughs> I think I need some serious therapy. Okay. But he allowed me to challenge my forgiveness truthfully by certain things that would happen. I would do well until I've just had enough and then I would blow up and I would feel horrible after I've said the wrong things, cursed, showed out. And I just got to the age 47. I'm blessed to be here today. Um, several events went on throughout my life to where I could not have been sitting here today. I could have been dead and gone myself. And I just said, you know what? I'm tired of it. Christmas, well, Thanksgiving rather, last year, there was something else said that he may not be my father. And I said, you know what? It doesn't even matter. I'm okay if he's not, because I wouldn't want to know my real father tried to do anything harmful to me. And since he's been there, I give him that respect. He didn't leave my mom. My dad has 10 kids. <laughs> and um, yeah, for by my mom. And I respect him for staying with my mom and, and being there to raise us. And I had to often understand that I can't be upset with her for staying. I don't know what she had to go through. I don't know what she had to deal with. So to the both of them, like I said, I forgive them. And I wanted them to not walk around in fear that I would be malice or have a heart to hurt them. I just wanted to make sure whatever was going on young, that it stopped with me. God blesses his change of heart. God gives her a heart of forgiveness for not doing more. You know, I used to be upset that she didn't do more or leave. And when he started talking to me about the name Andy, it was just like I said, it was a reminder that if you do that, you're going to show him that you respect him, you care for him. And every time that name is said to me, it's like somebody told me last night, your tears are your tears and God is anointing you with your tears. So I liked that description because every time somebody says his name, I'm anointing him. I'm asking God to bless him and her when they say that. So. Wow. Talk yeah. about turning the tables. <laughs> that is so powerful. And that is so powerful. And you said that, you came to a place where you were seeing things differently, that you knew that you couldn't hold on to anger. Why didn't you leave? Or um, anger, why did you do this? Why didn't you do that? And so I wrote down that God showed you a higher vision. Yes. You must have come to a place where you could look at these two people through his eyes. Mm -hmm. God's eyes, that is, mm -hmm. and not your own, to be able to really forgive and understand, like you said, people are broken, mm -hmm. you know, and that through that brokenness, there are foolish, terrible things that are done. And mm -hmm. when we are the victim of those things, they can, they can then make us you know, not just broken, but stay broken. Mm -hmm. But 
you have been able to receive this higher vision, which I believe has brought healing to you and caused it that you could wear the name Andy. Yes. And and have it represent something positive and God's divine interaction, not just in your life. I'm hearing you say, when I say, when I hear the name, when I say the name, I'm seeing radical things happening by the hand of God Yes, within the community of mom and dad, that yes. that's what you're picturing mm -hmm. and, and instead of the past being repeated over and over again, you're seeing the potential of a different future. Yes. Changing the generational curse on, you know, so many people go through those incidences and they're, I'm never going to speak to them again. And they don't want to talk to them. It's power and forgiveness, but it's even more power when you forgive and truly can love. They're my parents. There was no way that I could not face them. There was no way that I could not want to hug them and love them. And I had to do it with comfort and not nervousness, anxiety, or how does this person feel because we're doing that? I had to go in fully believing that everything was good. Everything was well. So in that, like I said, when God started saying Andy, I think he just wanted to put more of a blessing on their lives because I never got a real apology. And when I say real apology, um, the one that I got, you know, to the story that I've told to others, I'll keep it private. But it wasn't um, an apology to me. It was more of a hush, don't say anything. Mm -hmm. um, and so for years, I was upset that I just didn't get the apology. So when my dad had a triple heart bypass, I was genuinely affected. I was like, you know, I know things have happened, Lord, but please give him a second chance. He's still a good dad. You know, maybe something happened to him to where he just didn't understand it wasn't right at the time. I know he's talked to God and asked for forgiveness because he spoke to me and said, you're the reason why I want to get baptized. You're the reason why I'm changing my life around. Wow. So that's why I wanted something different. You know, I didn't want to have, OK, the kids are around and I'm, you know, nervous or I'm looking to see what's going on. I wanted to the kids around and you enjoy your papa, your uncle, your cousin. I wanted everything to be peaceful. Uh, my mom, I just wanted her to believe it. And I think she didn't believe it. And so it hurt me a lot. So, yeah, I wanted to, excuse me, take that situation and turn it around because they're my parents. Yes. I know some people, excuse me, can walk away from their parents, but they're all I got. I think that that is so powerful. And the fact that your dad said, you're the reason that I want to be baptized. Or you're the reason that I'm circling back to my faith or you're the reason I want to be a better man. That really shows the power of your attitude mm. and the impact, you know, being that living epistle. Can we put it that way? Like, and yeah. that just means if you don't know what that means, that means just living the God kind of life or the forgiveness kind of life or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. living that before him made the impact because where he was expecting condemnation and judgment, where he was expecting um, anger and rightfully so, you know, we might have a right that doesn't, or we might have a reason that doesn't mean we have a right. 
right? Yes. Right. So where he was expecting this, you you dealt a different blow of mm -hmm. love and mm -hmm. forgiveness and mercy, and it caused him to change. Your anger and vengeance was not what was used to bring change. It was the forgiveness mm -hmm. and the empowerment to change to that change. actually was like, I'm going to change. Yeah. And, and to have him tell you that, that is so huge i also wrote down that um you said breaking generational curses and when you said that i thought yeah like not only did you break them but by how you responded to them you released generational blessings not wow. just not just to those you know coming after us like right. you know, kids and grandkids and uh, nieces and nephews but you even released them in the upline because your dad said, hmm, I want to change. And it's because of Andy. Like yeah. you turned that curse upside down and turned it into a blessing. Yes. That's amazing, Andy. And, <laughs> and I just, I want to applaud you for that because it is so easy for all of us, no matter what our situations and circumstances are, to just be caught in the inertia and the negative emotion of it all mm -hmm. and not coming to a place of, and, and certainly there's times when we're worked up and we have to work through that and process it. And therapy is a good thing, all of that kind of stuff. But if we will take the moment to, to reflect like you have done and to say, okay, what's the best way to resolve this? Yes. And not just go in the moment of anger and all of that. Miracles can happen. And me, I'm hearing you share a miracle in your family that so much of it was based on how you chose to listen mm -hmm. and internalize and respond yes. and not react. And again, we're not saying anything like, hey, if you've been abused or hurt or molested or whatever it is that you, you know, Andy's not saying that it didn't happen. She's not in denial of it. She right. addressed it. She made sure that it was not happening anymore. But she also took the time to say, how do I deal with this now yes. in my own heart? How What happens next? And so I think that's so beautiful. And I just want to highlight that, how you turned the curse into a blessing by your choices. Yes. That is so huge. Thank you for peeling, you know, the, kind of the, the layers back and letting us have a peek in there. And yeah. that takes us into the next question. And that is Les Brown, power voice. That's how we connected was through the power voice with the legendary yes. Les Brown sitting at his feet for weeks on end, literally at his feet through a Zoom room hearing him personally speak to us and teach us amazing a time yes. we'll never forget frozen in the historic <sighs> moments of our heart yes. right yes how did you end up connected with les brown well the story goes like this so in that calling at 14 i originally heard god's voice and knew his voice so at 19 he, meaning God, higher power, universe, wanted me to speak. My mother's father and her mother, my grandmother, minister and first lady of the church. And I attend the Church of Christ. So it's forbidden for women to be ministers. 
but I had never, ever, 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 ever seen a motivational speaker. So at the time, I didn't know what it was. I just know God was telling me, you have a voice. I need you to speak. You used it at 14. I need you to use it now. Didn't know what to talk about. And a lot of times I felt my story was was needed to be told because I had the same agenda. I want to stop this from happening to other kids. I want to speak on it because no matter if it went all the way or didn't go all the way, you never know how it affects an individual. Right, right. So I was like, uh-uh, Lord, I don't want to do it because I didn't want to, you know, it's hard to talk about it now without trying to make them look bad. That was not my agenda. So for a lot of years, I just kept quiet and didn't say anything. So God kept poking at me, poking at me, poking at me. And I said, okay, Lord, tell me what it is you want me to do. I don't understand. Right. Because it was forbidden for me to be a women minister, a woman minister in my church. So at first he showed me, I don't know if you remember the uh, pastor, Juanita Biden. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, powerhouse. She looked like me. So I was like, okay, Lord. Right. But she grew up in a different setting type church. The singing, the shouting, the Holy Ghost, the band. Church of Christ, we're real plain Jane. We acapella. You know, it's real poise. It's real. Got to keep it together. So I was like, oh, no, Lord. I, uh, you know, that's forbidden. I can't do that. But she was a powerful woman. Yes. Okay. And I followed her for years. So when God saw me saying, uh-uh, no, not that, I asked again. There was Joyce Myers. And when I tell you it hit home because Joyce Myers has a similar story when it comes down to her father and being a woman minister, I was like, okay, Lord. But when I saw the crowd of people that she influenced, I froze. And I said, uh-uh, I'm not speaking in front of people like that. When you chosen, you have to be on a path of righteousness. You are held accountable for what you teach. And I was just like, no, Lord. And I said, she doesn't look like me. So nobody's going to sponsor me. Nobody's going to give me any money. So I brushed it off. Got into the dental field, worked my butt off. At one of the jobs, somebody told me about Les Brown and he was coming to town and they wanted to give me tickets and asked me for my email. 2018, I had not seen this individual for a while. I get VIP seats, Les Brown, World Congress Center, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm like, okay, okay. You want to be on TV? I didn't know about Les Brown. I was more excited about, yeah, I'm going to be on TV, honey. Y'all going to see me on TV. (laughs) Didn't realize I was going to see a legendary speaker, a motivational speaker, a powerhouse, okay? Mm -hmm. There was a line of people lined up. There were so many different uh, speakers. It was the Freedom Summit. And I got there and I was laughing because... The VIP that paid got to sit right front row. The VIP that was free, we were on the sidelines. And I was like, man, look at this. Now, I can't, I'm not even going to be on TV, but they would swarm it through or whatever. And that's how I found out about Les Brown. Fast forward, 2019, going through back and forth on my job, ready to walk out on a 20, at the time, 28, 29 year career. I'm done. I'm tired. And John Tallarico somehow pops up in my email. There's going to be a summit. Please join. I hear him. And the one thing he says, if you don't believe it, let me lend my belief. Joined us. I borrowed some money, joined his class. And in that class, I told my story about Les Brown. And he said, Andy, you don't know how powerful you are. 
you have manifest Les Brown. We're going to be seeing him every Wednesday night. You get a chance to talk to him one-on-one. We did a contest where you had to do a three-minute speech and a 15-minute speech. I got selected and wind up having um, the reward to speak 10 minutes in front of Les Brown. Of course, he was virtual, but he was right there. My first speaking engagement ever. And like I said, at that summit is where I heard Les Brown says, hey, if you don't speak, someone could lose their life. What you have inside, you need to speak it. You need to get it out. You need to tell people. And just his story itself was amazing because he said, I'm not a person with a whole lot of degrees. He talked about his elementary and middle school experiences of being picked on, of being, you know, they called him retarded and slow. And I said, this regulates with me because I'm not a person with a degree. I wanted to go to college. I've learned I wanted to be an electrical engineer. My mom and father couldn't afford it. So I said, don't worry. And I got into the dental field by way of a newspaper. (laughs) I called the dentist and said, you guys got in here an ad saying that you're looking for a dental assistant with no experience. I said, you're going to have people like me calling you up. I'm fresh out of college. I mean, out of high school and I'm I'm not in college yet. And um, I want to pay for college. And he told me to come down. And he hired me on the spot. I was making $6.50. But I was making $6.50 to train for something I had no skill at. So to me, that was amazing. And then I later invested in myself and went to school. But that's how I got Les Brown. And after the book came out, when I originally went and picked up my books, you know, I was waiting on my books, waiting on my books, waiting on my books. And I hate to tell stories of, you know, things that I do behind the scenes. Went to pick up my book, saw this gentleman walking down the street with just socks. And I pulled over after I circled the gas station like three times. I said, sir, I don't have any shoes to give you. I'll give you my shoes off my feet, but they're pink. (laughs) He says, ma'am, I have shoes. If you're going to give me the shoes, give me the shoes. Didn't ask his name, gave him the shoes and got home. I gave my 12 year old niece a copy of the book got home to only find out her grandmother knows or has dealt with Les Brown directly through Eddie Long. If you remember him, he was a minister. She was his marketing strategist and she knows Les Brown. So I was like, okay, don't call him yet. I'm not ready yet. (laughs) Let me get my stuff together. Let me get a little bit more poise and get my experience under my belt and show him that I appreciate what he's done for me. Because when God showed me who he was and I heard him speak, I then understood, as I heard my friend Pelly say, my assignment. I knew what I needed to do. And I knew now what to call it. And that was a speaker, not a preacher. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So (laughs) your first speaking gig (laughs) is in front of the legendary Les Brown. Yes. What was that like? It was mind blowing because it was like, okay, Lord, you're you're shining on me. You know, not only am I speaking, I was told I couldn't do it. I was told I couldn't be better than Les Brown. Didn't think my dreams could come true. At that summit, I wanted him to be my life coach. And at the time, I think I heard like $80,000. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to have to get about four or five jobs. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm gonna have, I want him as my life coach. And then to later on have him 
basically right in my home because we were virtual to ask questions. I didn't pay for, excuse me, the course at that time. I was able to go through, it was thinking into results at the time with John Tallarico. It was mind blowing, mind blowing. I was like my first time ever speaking and I'm, John called it. He said, you manifested it. And then that leads us to my next victory, <laughs> the book, <laughs> my first book. And he's my forward on it, you know? And I say my, because I'm proud of the project, but it's us as a whole. It but is yours. It is yes. Yours. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Okay. So you, you've never spoke. You've been having yeah. this internal battle of what do I call myself? Preacher, teacher, speaker. Uh, you finally step out of the boat. You're walking on the water. You're speaking on the on the virtual stage with less amazing manifestation moment. Your first yes. speaking gig ever with Les Brown watching you, um, promoting you. Okay, so now how do you go from that to the book? So I go from that to the book. At that speaking engagement, I met Pele. We had kept in contact. Um, it was so funny because when you say yes, you have to stay committed no matter what. True. And this is where I was telling you it was very funny because I had no registration, my tag. My insurance was about to expire because I had not sent it in. I was not working um, regularly. So I was like, Lord, I'm, and it was in Alpharetta, which is about an hour, maybe 10, 15 minutes from where I live. So I said, Lord, if I can just get to my thing house, I know you with me. That means the police ain't got me because <laughs> I was not supposed to be driving my truck. And it was riding around Atlanta, hot girl style. Okay. So I get to his house. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Phew, oh my goodness. And let me remind you, I wasn't working. So when I got chose to do the speaking engagement, I went deep in prayer and I said, Lord, here you go now. I got this engagement. At first, we weren't, they didn't say anything about money. But then later it was said that we had to have some monies to do our speakers real, our professional photos. And I was like, I can't go up in there half stepping, Lord. Come on now, please bless me. And I wind up getting a temporary job working through Pitney Bowles, which is like the post office. So I was able to pay for my the things that I needed for the speaking engagement, my outfit, my hair done. And it wasn't enough to cover the expenses for the truck. I had a pickup truck at the time. So I drove all the way to his house in Marietta. From Marietta, I drove to Alpharetta, did my speaking engagement, and we all went out to eat. <laughs> we were at the restaurant and Pelly goes, why are you trying to back that car? And girl, you need to just go on and pull on in. And I was like, honey, listen, I tell you about it later. I said, I can't have my tag showing. And we connected from there and laughed. And at that dinner table is when she told me there was a project coming up called Women of the Power Voice. And that she was going to pay the deposit. Oh, she didn't want me to tell that, but she uh, helped me out to get started. And um, that's why I got connected with the Women of the Power Voice. She was a blessing to you. She was a blessing. Yes. Because the blessings are looking for us. Yes. And they come in all different shapes and sizes and things and people, don't they? Yes. Yes, they do. So now, 
you're able to put into not just now you're able to put into print, yes. not just on the verbal stage, mm -hmm. but now we're going on to the written stage that is going to be in print forever. Ever. Ever. What's that feel like? What's that all about in your heart? It's achievement in my heart. Because like I said, in this seat, with my finances being a challenge, with having to ask for help, with having to allow myself to receive help, it was an accomplishment, an achievement to have it written down because no matter what I went through, if I died tomorrow, I left words of encouragement in black and white that went internationally known. Mm. And it was like for all the naysayers, for all the people that said you didn't have this, and you didn't have that. It was like, I didn't need anything at the moment. God didn't allow it. I've been praying for the funds. I have, like I told you, my situation with the work must come. There is money out there. Right. And to not have it in my hands and I'm used to paying for stuff. I don't like this feeling. I don't like it. And I said, Lord, you know how it makes me feel. But he just in turn said, you asked for it. So the achievement without having was what God wanted me to tell people. Step out on that faith. Say yes. He has the plan. He has the journey. Nothing that I've done in this walk was planned by me. I just knew I needed to show up. Yeah. And you know what I love about what you've just said? Love it all. But here people think, okay, in order to get on the stage, in order to write the book, take the class, I got to have all this money. Mm -hmm. You have blown that to kibbles and bits. <laughs> and bits. And I laugh because John, I mean, not John, uh, Mr. Les said on his 77th birthday, he did a virtual uh, video and he was like, you know what? I love the lifestyle where people take care of me. You get on the plane paid by other people. You get dinner, you go places. And I said, wow, Lord, is that what you're doing for me? Right. Is that what you're doing for me? It's not about having the money. It's about the favor of God. And when you don't have it, you know, I've had people say you're lazy, you're not trying to do this. And it was driving me crazy because I would just sit there and show them my notebooks of all of the lessons that I've been taking notes that I've been taking from the lessons that I, I'm going through. And it's like lazy has never been in my vocabulary. My business name is must go get it. And that means by all means, I got to go get me. I love to eat. OK, so I love to eat. So I got to make sure food is on the tables that comes with having money. Right. But God had to sit me down. He had to tell me to be still. Because in this journey, I was so excited to have that speaker and speakers engagement. I said, Lord, I got 10 minutes in front of Les Brown. I got 10 minutes in front of the world. What am I supposed to say? Sure. What do you want me to talk about? Mm -hmm. And in the living room with my dad watching Midnight Soul, old, old soul train, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gladys Knight, peep this, Gladys Knight was playing. The song, You're the Best Thing That Ever Happened to Me, 
that song kept replaying in my head, kept replaying in my head. And it hit me. And I said, you're right, Lord. I got 10 minutes to talk about you. If anybody should write my life story, if anybody should want to know something about Andy, know that I not only got to know the Lord, but I love the Lord. I built a relationship with him. And to only find out later that God was giving me some more kudos and points. Well, I hope he was. I hope their marriage didn't fall off bad. But I didn't know Les Brown and Gladys Knight had been married before. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I chose my introduction and in an outro song as the best thing that ever happened to me. So being in this book, being on that speaker's engagement, it's achievement, achievement that I never put together. Hmm. That, yeah, that you never put together. Yeah. And that you were called to. And I was it wasn't called. about, you know, and there's, hey, we all, money is an important item to have in this earth. We, we need it, but it's, it's, we, we can't isolate it and just say, it's got to come out of my back pocket or out of my bank account. I mean, we have financial goals and dreams, but God can bring things and money, including to us in the way, any way. And we can't, we can't box it in and say, it's got to come this way. And you are a living testimony of that, yes. that here it was meant to be. It was aligned. It was ordained, whatever word you want to use there. And it happened because you had a dream and you moved on it. And at first you weren't even really moving. You're like, ah, no, okay. Yeah, no, Juanita, mm, you know, um, <laughs> but then look at what happened. Yes. The opportunity that you were seeking was seeking you. Yes. And so when people are saying uh, that could never happen to me. Yeah. I don't have enough talent. I, I'm I hey, I'm one of those girls that's in that same church. Or um, I don't have any money. How could I ever? You are a living testimony that none of that stuff in the end matters because the callings are calling and you just gotta step out. Yes. So to that to that person, especially that woman right now that's listening, mm -hmm. viewing, that is going. That's so amazing, but I don't think that could ever happen to me. What do you have to say to her? Because I know you can relate to her. Yes, I have to say to her, I was that person that said that can't happen to me. However, I didn't count myself out. I knew money was needed. So I had to go to my trusted friend and that was God. And I had to remember he got all the money. So if any money could come from anywhere, anybody could give me anything. God would do it. I had to understand Matthew. I forget the chapter and verse. God said, don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink. Don't even worry about what you're going to put on. So if he can tell you that, he's also telling you, don't worry about anything, but have a relationship with him because you got to ask for it. Ask, it shall be given. Seek and you shall find, knock, and the door shall open. And the knocking part, me and God has had a conversation because I'm like, okay, Lord, I've knocked on plenty of doors and I've gone in, but I don't stay. And the journey he has me on now is I made you in my image. He made all of us in his image. And he helped me to understand his image is creator. 
So I don't have to knock on any doors anymore. He's allowing me to get in a position where I can build the door myself. And now I can let someone in. <laughs> oh, I love it. Wow, but it's coming. <laughs> the creator in you is coming out of you. Yes. Yes. Oh, Andy, that is so powerful. Thank you. <laughs> and that is a takeaway for everybody here. The creator in you yes. wants to come out of you. And something that you said earlier, Andy, let me go back in my notes here. You said that um, Mr. Brown had said someone could lose their life. Someone's life is hanging in the balance. Yes. They need to hear from you. Yes. So in the whole overarching theme, Andy gets into this program, has her moment with uh, on the stage with Les and in front of the world, writes this book, international bestseller, all this amazing stuff that's happening, motivational, inspirational, transformation, transformation speaker. Wow. All these things that you're doing. Wow. It, the reason you have been released to do it, the reason everything aligned is there's somebody out there maybe listening right now. Yes. And their life is hanging in the balance. Yes. And so what you have will set them free, will change them, will transform them. Yes. So really going all the way back, all the way back to you being 14 years old, all of this is not about us, is it? None of it. about others. And yes. so everything aligned for you because you would go out and be a power voice and change your world, mm -hmm. wherever your world takes you, right? Right. The world just had you in Chicago doing yes. unexpected things. <laughs> and yes. To speak. Yes. To speak. And, and to speak life, right? Yes. So it's for somebody else. This all happened to you. Yes. For others. For Talk others. Talk about that. Talk about that. Well, Dwelling on being in Chicago, like I told you, my I call her my dear friend, but Mama Essie, the note that she left for me May 30th of 2016, she said, Nakia, I see you with your Bible on a regular basis. So I thought you would like this one like I do. To that woman out there, it's your behavior. Right. And that behavior is who are you calling on? Why do you doubt? You doubt because you don't believe in a higher power. Like I said, I never doubted. I just had to figure out how it was going to happen. As we spoke before, I said, there's a program right now. I don't know how to get the funds. I've been waiting on funds. I'm praying on those funds, but I put it in the universe. Lord, I want to attend that class. I need to be in that class. Yes. And none of it, you just helped me understand, none of this had anything to do with me. Mm -hmm. So when you walk through your journey in life, don't always think your trials, your tests, or your journey is for you. It's for you to be in position to save somebody else's life. I remember walking along one day and seeing a gentleman. He was mean mugging. I was mean mugging. I was upset coming from the temp service. They couldn't find me in assi an, an assignment because of my back. 
So I was frustrated. Bills coming up. I'm angry. And I didn't want to speak. And God spoke to my heart and said, smile and say hello. And I'm sitting, man, I'm not saying hello. <laughs> smile and say hello. So I smiled. I didn't say hello at first. I smiled. And when I smiled at the gentleman, it was like it was a shock on his face. He did like this. And I said, well, hello. He said, well, hello. And I said, you look like you shocked somebody saying hello to you. He said, I was going to commit suicide today. Oh. And I just wanted somebody to notice me. And not only did you notice me, you smiled at me and you spoke to me. And I remember telling him, I hope this allows you to change your mind and you don't harm yourself. He said, I promise I won't. So later on, I got home and it made me cry because I was like, see, we so caught up in our own world and what's going on with us. You don't know whose life you're going to save. See, it wasn't about what I said. It was a simple acknowledgement. Life Les Brown said, speak so you can save someone's life. Didn't necessarily mean I was going to be here to speak. That's a life that I know for sure. God showed me right then and there. Right. No matter what you go through, put a smile on your face. Be mannerable. Greet people because you don't know what they're going through. I'm complaining about not having a job and paying my bills. And this is a person that no longer wanted to live. I couldn't imagine what could be that bad in life that you no longer wanted to be here. Right. Okay. So it's amazing. And throughout the journey, when my dad said, because of you, I wanted to get baptized. When I found the, the devotional Bible that my friend gave me, I never remembered the words, but I said, wow, she noticed me reading my Bible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So God has been by my side. The whole time trying to tell me I need your attention because it's something I have for you to do. I didn't want to do it. I did not want to do it. Mm. But I'm here. I need your attention mm -hmm. because I have something for you to do. Mm -hmm. I have lives that need to be saved. Need to be saved. I have people whose hearts need to be healed. I have callings that need to be answered. And I'm sending you, Andy, into these places. You who are watching, listening today. You're here today to hear Andy say this because God of the universe is speaking to you. To you. He needs you to listen. Don't give up. And you just step out and start doing what you can like Andy did. Lives hanging in the balance, waiting for you. Your voice matters. Your story matters. Your story matters. And what God did for Andy. He can do it. He can do it for you. I'm telling you. On, if do you it. don't believe, borrow my belief. A lot of times I try not to say anything because a lot of people are not happy that you're favored. You know, I was bragging it. And, and it, to me, let me change the word. Not bragging. I was Boasting happily. Yes. Boasting in the Lord. I want people to know he did it. It was nobody but him. Right. Right. So wrapping it up, trust him. Yes. Trust him. 
If you don't have any trust, borrow my belief. Come to my Facebook page. It's called Must Go Get It Ville. I want to start a village of healing and helping and listening. That's why I said I'm seeking a life coach because I'm a very country girl. I want to put things together. I want to be poised. I want to be that person that people can hear. I want to, I don't want to shout. I don't want to yell. I don't want to point the finger because I am no, well, I've been told I'm a saint. Okay. However, I am not that saved saint to where I have not did any wrong. Come on. Amen. <laughs> okay. So people think, oh, I've done something so bad that, you know, I don't need to live any longer. That's the one reason why I wanted to call my dad's name Andy every day, because he may have felt really bad about the things that happened. I don't want him to think he has to end his life. I don't want him to think that he has to feel any weary kind of way because it happened to me and I'm showing him this love. I want him to know that, hey, something happens to all of us. But if we give our life to God, mm -hmm. we turn ourselves over to him, mm -hmm. everything will be all right. More than all right. Your story is so cool. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So one more time, how do people reach out to you, find you, get the book, learn about what you're doing, get involved? So I am on Facebook, must go get it, Ville, and it's M-G-G-I-T-Ville, V-I-L-L-E. Okay. On the page in my profile, you'll find information about the book. You can you can purchase the book by PayPal, Zelle, or Cash App. I am still working on my website. It's under construction, but all of the information is on my Facebook page. Fantastic. And all of that is in the description, y'all. Now, my takeaway, Andy, yes. and to all of you listening and viewing, my takeaway to this, and I hope that I can just impart this to you is it's not about you. Yes, it's not about me. There's going to be huge, amazing things that are going to be done in and through you for someone else. Yes. So get the spotlight off of me. Right? <laughs> yes. And I'm not good enough. I don't have the money. I don't have the connections. It's not about you. Nope. It's Especially about you. <laughs> about somebody when you're chosen it's not about you i've gone through things and i said lord okay and he said it's not about you sicknesses mm. aches and pains financial jobs things that i've gone through on the job he placed me in the path of those people for one i feel to see how they would treat me so you have to be accountable as well at how you treat someone so good That's so, so good. it's not about you it's not about you. And because when we realize that, mm -hmm. pressure's off. Pressure, it was. <laughs> pressure's off and great things can come to you and through you. Yes. Just like it is happening. It's happened and happening. It's happening and, and it's still happening. I just been chosen as one of the 50 pioneer women Ooh. in Women of Dignity magazine. I went to an event. I just was simply sitting there saying, yes, giving, just participating, free one-year membership. <laughs> I said, Lord, I'm not seeing, I'm asking for you to help me. I'm about to get used to this. <laughs> right? Get used to it, Andy, because your heart is for others. And that's what's needed in the world, isn't it? That's what's needed. That's and that's what all he asks is for. If people learn to love themselves, you can automatically learn to love others. Oh, so good. 
thank you so much for coming today to right now and sharing all of this wealth of knowledge and wisdom. Yes. And uh, I just, I know you've impacted so many and thank you for being in the book, bringing yes. your story to life in the book. Yes. Taking it international. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Call. Thank you for, for showing up for Power Voice. Thank you for speaking. Thank you because the whole world is better because you're in it. Oh, thank, thank you for being here today, darling. Love you so much. I love you more. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. And do me and do Andy a huge favor. That little button, Les Brown says, you press like it and then you share it, right? Right, that's like right. It share it. Yes. I believe Andy's story is powerful and I know you yes. do. So yes. can you help us take it around the world? Take it around, the, take world. It around the world. Please share it. Please share it. Share it, share it. Comment, yeah. share it. You could send it to one person and it could save their life. There you Email go. Email it to that one person. Post it in that one group. Whatever it is that you choose to do, I promise you it will make a difference because yes. Andy came on here to share her story because people need to hear it. We didn't come together just to go yak, yak, yak. Nope. We came together by a divine appointment for you Amen. so that you could be impacted and that you could share it. So please share this story. Let's take her story around the world and let's change the world one person at a time. Amen. Right Amen. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to right now. And we'll see you again. Remember, you're here on purpose with a purpose by design, not by default. So go out there like Andy and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. See you next time. Bye. Bye. You have something special. You have greatness in you. Hello, I'm Les Brown. I'm looking for you if you have a story, if you'd like to become an author and become a part of my compilation book. I'm looking for people who have a story, have experiences that they'd like to share with the world. If that's you, click the link below. People need hope. They need inspiration. And when you are part of a book that I have done, let me share something with you. That brings credibility, personal endorsement, and allows you to expand your audience. If you're ready to go to the next level, join me, hook up with a brother, and I'll share with you my audience, my credibility, and the techniques and strategies of how to begin to grow yourself, your business, and your cash flow. Hmm, that sounds good to me. Click the link below if you've got a story and you want to put it in a book that's going to make a difference in lives and change people's lives around the world. Click the link below. I'm hungry to have you on my team. You have something special. You have greatness in you. Click the link below now. Bye for now. <laughs> Pamela Hinkle is the founder of The Purpose Center. Pamela is a mindset mentor, author, speaker, minister, and transformation coach. Her weekly podcast, international radio show, and television show 
are a lifeline that changes lives and inspires people to discover their individual potential through realizing their purpose by design. Pamela is a natural motivator and has shown many how to find their niche and transform their lives. Although success is an uphill battle, Pamela gives the necessary strategies to flourish, cheering you on every step of the way. Pamela shares from her personal experiences, education, and life as a woman in leadership, utilizing decades of knowledge. Taking the approach of, let's have coffee and chat, she will awaken your dreams and purpose by design. Are you ready for Pamela to help guide you? Email us at purposewpamela.office at gmail.com or go to her website at purposewithpamela.com.